Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome, everyone. This is Crystal Andrus Morissette. I'm so excited to be here with you today for Chat with Crystal, empowered coaching conversations with real women from around the world. And we say real women, obviously, every woman is real, but these are not planned. I don't know, you know, who's coming on the line. I, you know, this is someone that's got a real situation. I don't know in advance. They've got whatever challenge they're going through, whatever they want to talk about. We have this private conference room that allows any woman from anywhere in the world to be able to either come right in on on their computer or their phone through a web call, or we have local landline numbers for, geez, a lot of countries all over the world so that you can dial locally and that you can come on and chat with me. So today is no different than any other Friday that we do this chat with Crystal. And if you are on the line today and you would like to get some coaching, all you have to do is press star two on your keypad to know that, to let me know that you're in the queue and that you'd like to do some coaching with me today. And I'm always excited about that. I also want to let you know if you're listening for the first time, like what is empowerment coaching? What is the SWAT Institute? What is it that we do? Um, I got to tell you, it has been a magnificent year for the SWAT Institute, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer. It has just, it's been incredible. And we are only, um, you know, near the end of April of year 2019. And just, it's just been a boom. And I think, you know, there is a movement that's happening for women worldwide. How did I know 20 years ago when I had this dream of opening this Simply Woman Accredited Training Institute that there would be such a massive shift in the divine feminine and the goddess rising and all the things that we hear today that sometimes can sound a little cliche, that sometimes can sound even a little silly, but it is the truth of what's happening now in the world. And somehow I knew 20 years ago that it was time for us, for me, it was my calling and I always knew it, to really help women step into their power in every area of their life. Does empowerment coaching work with men? Well, of course it does. It works with men. It works with children. It works with teenagers. It works with old people. It works with, it works with everyone because empowerment coaching is actually a process where the empowerment coach listens to their client and through a series of questions, we are able to sort of decipher, figure out where this person is at emotionally. We could even go so far as to say energetically. That's a word that still freaks people out because we still like to think of ourselves as these really physical human beings, not realizing that if you actually were to apply science to that concept, science we're talking here, we would be able to see that, yeah, we're people, but we are actually, if you zoom down on your hand under a microscope, you would discover that we are all actually made up of billions of little atoms. Little atoms that are essentially 99% empty. So what's in there? It's this little bundle of vibrating energy. So in a sense, we're all these energy beings and we don't realize that we're actually these energy beings and that our energy resonates at a certain frequency. I know it all sounds woo-woo, but it's science. So empowerment coaching is able to almost recognize what level of power you feel, the level of power you feel inside. And sometimes you can be really powerful in a certain area of your life. And when we say powerful, that means you have a sense of acceptance, understanding, willingness, love, joy, peace. You're really at peace in this area of your life. Whereas there could be other areas of your life that you're not at peace. You're so far from having peace of mind in that area of your life. And so emotionally, you would be at a lower level. Let's just imagine peace is like the ultimate bright light of power. And that all of us regarding different situations, circumstances, relationships in our life, have an inner story. We have 
an emotion about that person. We carry emotions about that situation. And sometimes those emotions are so unconscious that we don't even realize we're showing up in a certain way or what I call a certain energy. I even went so far in my one of my last books called The Emotional Edge to say we really all show up in one of three major energies. Like if we could just bring them down to that. So we all either show up in the world in what I call sort of like your woman energy. It's like you have healed the wounds. You have recontextualized those stories from the past that are making you beat up on yourself, that are making you feel disempowered, that are making you feel unsure, uncertain. That's what often, you know, happens to us is we're born and then through life we start to give our power away. People may hurt us. People may say things. We don't have the inner tools. No one has been taught these tools to keep your power and stay in that magnificent place. But over time we give our power away. We drop a little lower. And before time we can feel utterly exhausted And that exhausted energy is often what I refer to as mother energy. So for those of us that are women, and that's who I do primarily, I say, you've really given your power away and you're really, you've almost fallen into this energy where you think you have to give, 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 do, 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 become, be, fix, love, rescue, save. It's exhausting. And imagine when you don't even know that's the energy you're in. You don't even know it. Or on the other hand, some of us have given our power away and we're these grown women. I'm 48 years old. I'm a grown woman with two grown daughters. And yet energetically, there are times when I feel like a little confused girl. And I call that our daughter energy. So those are our three sort of primary energies. We go into these situations and we don't even realize who's in charge. Is my mother energy running the show right now? Is my daughter energy running the show right now? Or is this really empowered wise, grounded, loving, centered part of me in charge. Once we can, and I, this is what I do, this is what I do. So I can really almost start to figure out, okay, who is running the show right now? It's not who you really are, but she's in charge. And through a series of questions, sometimes meditations, different processes, what we're able to do is help that client recognize, oh my gosh, look where I gave my power away. Look where I'm showing up and how I'm showing up in these relationships. No wonder I'm not getting my needs met. So I made a long story out of that, but basically empowerment coaching is helping someone identify where they're at emotionally or energetically when it comes to a certain person or a situation and how to give them the tools and processes to take back your power, to rise back up into your greatest self, and then to operate and make choices in your life from that place. So that's what we're going to do today. And it doesn't matter what the challenge is. It could be in business. It could be in your personal life. It really doesn't matter. It can be just all about you, the way you feel about something to do with you. These processes are amazing. If you'd like to find out more about how to become an empowerment coach, head over to our school, www.swatinstitute.com. And funny enough, 20 years ago, my very first book was called Simply Woman. And I knew at the time I was going to one day, I actually even called it the SWAT Institute 10 years before that school was even built. And I knew that one day we would be the new special weapons and tactical, Simply Woman accredited trainer. We're the new special weapons and tactical, and we're really healing the world one woman at a time. So I'm excited about doing this work, and I'm excited about how many women are finding us. It's amazing now. We are number one on Google worldwide. If you put in empowerment coaching, what is empowerment coaching? What is women's empowerment? Me, my school, we come up as number one. So you can find us anywhere and come and check this out. If you want to chat with me every Friday, I open up the lines, and that's what today's conversation is all about. So I'm going blind to the phone lines right now, and I'm going to just, the first person who's in the queue with their hand raised, we're going to unmute her line. And we're going to have a conversation today and hopefully empower her with whatever's going on in her life. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it's a woman. Who's this? You can just say your first name. Rima. Is it Rima? Yes. Rima. R-E like M-A? R-I-M-A. 
Perfect. Okay, Rima, I'm so excited that you got through today. I'm so excited you're number one in the queue. I'm always grateful when a woman has the courage to call in because it takes courage. But just know you're anonymous. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows where you're from. So you're in a really safe place to get the support that you need. So why don't we talk about what made you decide to call in today? Maybe give it to me in a nutshell what's going on. <laughs> I love that. I'm doing your um that online program with Margaret. Beyond the Edge. So I haven't had a chance because I came in late, so I haven't had a chance to do any of the videos. But um, I definitely need to get a clear picture of what my why is. Great. And I. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay to cry. You know what those tears are right now? What's coming up for you? Um, yeah. In our coaching, I call it the tears of truth. Yeah. And it's just your soul talking to you right now going, Rima, you matter so much. And these dreams of yours matter so much. And we're going to get this thing figured out. And it's making you emotional because you're so passionate about it. that you started off by talking how the body works because that's exactly how I tell people that we're, we're vibrating particles. Yay! We're talking the same lingo. And you know what? I don't think I've ever opened up a call like that ever on a podcast. So it was meant for you. Yeah. So my background is that I've been told the story I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. And mm. for whatever reason, I've always wanted to do medicine. And I wasn't that A student. I was always just barely passing, mm -hmm. um, but I got in. Mm -hmm. I, I went to a U.S. med school, and I knew it was going to be hard coming back to Canada, mm -hmm. and I knew that, but I was lucky, and I was blessed enough, rather, um, to do most of my clinical skills training in Canada, which usually doesn't happen, um, but I haven't been able to get residency. So without doing my medical residency, my MD means nothing. Okay. And I haven't been able to get a job okay. because I'm overqualified. I had no work experience. I've been working with minimum wage jobs. Okay. Um, and then I finally I got into yoga, and I use that as my platform now to teach people about their bodies and how it works. I've done my training in medical intuition. I'm a Reiki master, so I get the energy side. And my life skills, me personally as a patient, I've seen how the medical system is and there definitely needs to be a change i just recently lost my mom to cancer okay um, so you've got it i'm going to just stop you and we're going to just all everyone listening is going to take a big collective breath and a big exhale for you just to say take a deep breath because i got you i can feel it i can feel how much is going on inside of you right now? So let me just do a quick recap before we go any further because it helps me just make sure I'm on track for sure. So can I first off ask you how old you are? going to be 37. Okay, 37. Great. So you have trained extensively when you say you're almost overqualified. So tell me, tell me that so just a tiny, like two or three of those qualifications that you have. You're an MD. Um, so MD. Yeah. I'm a Reiki master. Yeah. I'm a certified medical intuition practitioner. Yeah. And a third hour yoga teacher. Okay, great. Let's stop right there. Okay. So you are an MD. So you traveled to the US. You did all your schooling. You came back. Tell me, and then we jumped in and your mom's dot passed. And I'm so sorry for all of that. Tell me though right now. Because one of the first things you said was, I grew up with the idea that I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. Yeah. Clearly, you're smart. Clearly, you're a very intelligent woman. Do you know that one now yet? Do you, is that one like, can you own that one yet? That you know, like, I am a tr very, very intelligent woman. I haven't owned it. Like, intellectually, I know it. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, like, I'm more comfortable if, if someone were to come and ask me a question one-on-one, -on -one, like, I'm, I'm so good at that. You know, yeah, just have a conversation over tea and I, I can help you out. Yeah. When it comes to my services and what I'm offering, 
for some reason, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, you know what, though? It sounds like to me. Okay, so let, let's just... It sounds to me, it's interesting that you brought up Margaret right at the front because a lot of people won't know who that is. So I'm actually having mar- dinner with Margaret Wallace Duffy tonight. Um, so great that you brought her up. So Margaret has formed sort of this better together where she's trying to bridge sort of an Eastern medicine approach with a Western medicine approach. And if I can just use those terms and I could be a little off on her. Alternative versus traditional. What's so amazing, I'm already hearing is, I'm an MD. Without residency, the MD means nothing. But wait, wait, wait. If you were to tell me I am an MD and I'm also a certified Reiki master and I'm also a medical intuitive and I teach yoga, so I would think, wow, this woman is not overqualified. She is the most well-rounded, understands both philosophies and could really bridge a marriage for someone into deep healing energetically and physically. Yeah. Okay. So we already know that about you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can we say that with a little more confidence? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you're 37. So you're still young. Let me ask you this. Do you want residency? Do you want to work in a hospital? What do you want? Not, and listen, There's a lot of us because you brought up your mom in there and then you also brought up I'm not good enough. So I'm going to intuitively, and you're intuitive, so I'm going to speak intuitively. I'm going to say that intuitively I wonder if in your family, your community, whatever it was, your family, your culture, your family, and I'm completely going on, like I don't have a clue who you are or where you came from. But I'm thinking in my intuition right now that you came from a family that really impressed upon you. You need a really good education. You need to become a doctor. Yeah. Am I right on that? Yeah. Okay. Never, my, my parents never pushed me or my sister to go into it. Rather, they were because they saw me struggle in school. So they're like, my, a lot of my family is in medicine. A lot of your family is in medicine? Yeah. Okay, so there's a bit of an implied, there's a bit of an implied, in a family that a lot of people are in medicine, there's a little bit of an implied, you know, expectation that you too, whether your parents ever said it straight out to you, that in this family, we're smart people and, you know, you need to also be a smart person. Okay, so good. I'm glad I figured that one out. Education is huge, and it was not easy for you, and yet you've also shown that you have incredible tenacity, determination, willpower to do whatever you put your mind to. Yeah. Okay, so we know that. We know that about you. But you also said, but in my heart is... In your heart, you said, you know, sort of like, I know I can do one-on-one, but there was also an in, in my heart, and then you stepped, and it didn't, because I, I really listened to what somebody says. So do you want to work in a hospital? Do you want to be a medical doctor? Do you want your own medical practice? Is that important to you here in Canada? That is. Okay. That is. All right. I would do it differently. Okay, tell me what you would do differently. Well, for first thing, I would just, breathe with the patient and actually look into their eyes and connect with them without saying anything mm-hmm. because that's what people need okay so that doesn't sound like a medical doctor though Okay, so a medical doctor doesn't normally, when you walk, when I walk in to see my doctor and I love my family doctor but if I were to walk in to see my family doctor um, and I tell her I'm having a, a ton of anxiety right now I don't know what to do, don't get me wrong, she would say Crystal, you know what to do. You teach yoga. And I go, I know, but I'm really still stressed out. And then she would say, well, we could get you a prescription for some anti-anxiety medication. She would not say, let me breathe with you. Okay. Okay. So just, just be aware that you've got a special whole flavor that you bring to what you're, to your degree, to all your schooling, to all your, you know, your Med, your your traditional American medicine, but you bring a whole special thing to it. So why do you want to work? Why do you want to be a medical doctor now? Tell me why now. Um, because when, especially what I see my mom go through, um, 
Okay, wait though, wait. Do you actually, you would know this, I don't mean to be rude or interrupt you, but do you think that if you actually became a medical doctor, and you are one, but you actually did your residency, and then you could actually start billing OHIP, do you think, and that's here in Ontario, obviously, that's what I'm talking about, but I can see that you're you're talking Canada. So do you think that if a client came in to see you and they've been diagnosed with cancer, do you think as a medical doctor, you could give them um, a treatment plan that would be in alignment with who you are as a healer? Right now, no. No. So what would you do if you were a medical doctor and someone came in and you're like, my hands are tied. I can't even tell them the truth of what I want to tell them. I can't. I'd lose my license. I'd be suffocated. You'd be suffocated. Do you hear what you just said? Do you hear what you just said? If I actually went through residency and I got my license and I was now in practice and someone came in and I knew what I wanted to say to them and tell them, but I can't because if I do, the medical board would take your license. Yeah. Okay, so just stay with that for a minute. How does... Tell me again, why do you want to be a medical doctor working in a hospital? And I think, my God, I think it would be incredible if you became a licensed medical doctor. Do not think I'm veering you away from it. I'm just helping you to see that sometimes we don't always recognize why things aren't unfolding for us the way we want them to. So what if, what if you could actually open a practice now as a medical doctor you could, you still have that M. Do you not still get to put the MD beside your name? I do. Okay. So MD, so Rima MD slash also med. Okay. Let me talk to you now for a second, sister, because I have women that I work with from Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz to Dr. Joan Borsenko to I, I could, Dr. even Dr. Christiane Northrup, who's an MD, right? These are women that. I could be wrong on it, but I know the work they do in the, the intuitive world now, in the intuitive realm. I don't think they're practicing medical doctors anymore once they made that shift. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they are because I have some of them on faculty at my school. And these are huge name doctors in the world. So why do you believe that you couldn't open a practice and be wildly successful teaching the full gamut of what you know and supporting your patients in a way that you would bridge Eastern and Western in your practice with them? Why couldn't you create programs? Why couldn't you create courses? Why couldn't you even do, I know you love the one-to-one, why couldn't you do that? with what you have right now. And if it's still really important to you to get into residency, we're going to talk about that in a minute. You can, that can still be on your dream board, but let's just talk about right now. Why, why can't you make a, an amazing lucrative income healing and helping people in a really, truly authentic, well-rounded way? I then have to tell people that I didn't get into residency. Why? Wait a second. Why? Why would you have to tell people that? Why would you have to say I didn't get into residency? Why? Why? Why would you even ever have to say, well, I didn't get into residency? Why does that even matter? You did the work. Yeah. Okay, wait, though. Stay with that. Like, in the, I hear your tears. So your tears are some tears of sorrow, the could have and the should have and the ought to who do you blame for not getting into residency? Truthfully, what do you blame? Who do you blame? What do you blame? It could be the system. It could be somebody. It could be... Who do you blame for that? I blame myself. Okay, but why? Why do you blame yourself? Why do you blame yourself for not getting into residency? Because I felt like I wasn't 100% there. I was always distracted. Good. Maybe you were distracted because it... Like, I don't, again, don't want to make you feel bad. That's the last thing I want to do. But why were you not 100% in it? See, if you were 100% in it, 
Here's what I guarantee about you. I already can feel it with like you talk about energetically. If you really wanted residency, you'll get it. And you will even still now. But you see, we don't create. We will not manifest something unless we have a burning desire for it. Okay, so let's just stay where you're at. You're feeling sad. You're feeling sorrow. You're feeling that's, let's just take a deep breath in that and honor that space because there's a reason you're in this space and it can give you some of the greatest lessons right now for, for you to actually figure out what you really want. So you weren't 100% in and you were kind of distracted and you really didn't get residency because you didn't even really know for sure, for sure you really wanted to do it. Is that right? Right. So we're going to go, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to imagine you have not done any of my work before. You've just signed up to be on the edge. You don't know me from a hole in the ground. Is that right? Yeah. Great. Even better. So I want you to imagine right now you are one smart cookie and we both know it. So I want you to imagine right now you got a ladder and you're leaning in against a wall. Okay. Let's just imagine at the top of the ladder is your wildest dreams is your, like it is the life you want it is a life that would give you joy. Tell, just first of all, tell me what it would feel like if you could climb the ladder that was exactly the ladder positioned on exactly the wall of where you'd want to be. Tell me what it would feel like to climb to the top of that ladder. What would you feel, do you think? I feel freedom. Free? Like the heaviness of my shoulders. Right, great. So you'd feel freedom. That's a perfect word. So let's imagine that the top of the ladder is freedom. We're also going to call that peace of mind. Like you just feel complete peace that you've made the right choices, you followed the right path, you climbed the right ladder, and you have a, such a sense of personal and financial freedom. Okay? Are you, good? Are you with me? Yeah. So we got to climb the ladder. Now, we all get on the ladder at different, or you could even call it an elevator. Maybe that's even a better way. There's an elevator, and at the top floor, it is the penthouse. It is the most incredible <laughs> apartment that you are looking out over the entire city or the ocean. But you got to get in the elevator at a certain floor. What I'm hearing right now is I want you to imagine that <clears throat> energetically, emotionally, and I have this funny feeling you know all this, so I may even be reminding you of what you already know. So I want you to imagine that the bottom of the ladder or the bottom of the elevator is in the basement. Okay, I want you to actually imagine an elevator. Let's go elevator. It's in the basement. And in the basement, there is not a lot of views. There is no windows. There, there isn't, you're not feeling freedom. You're feeling the way you're sort of talking right now, like heavy. It's dark. It's not a really emotionally nice place to be. So we're going to enter the elevator and I want you to imagine the ground floor, the basement floor for any human being emotionally to feel, to feel about themselves, to just to, just to have an, an inner dialogue that says something like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm, I'm not enough. That is actually the lowest energetic place a human being can be. And that's called shame. And here's something I'm going to guarantee. You have nothing to be ashamed of, but you've been telling yourself a story since you were a little girl around all these smart people, all these really academic people, and you might have been the most intuitive, magical little girl that sprinkled fairy dust everywhere you went, and no one saw it. No one got it. You were in a family that really valued academics and achievement. So... You're in the elevator and you've gone into the level of shame and that is not where you need to be because who you are is enough, but you have told yourself this story. So you got to realize empowerment is not about, empowerment is the story you tell yourself about yourself. So you're actually telling yourself a story that completely disempowers you, right? Because yeah. how could that story do anything except make you feel horrible about yourself? I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I get distracted. I didn't even give it my all. How shameful of you, Rima. Okay, not really. I want you to go have a laugh. There should be a laugh right there. And you'd be like, really? Is it really shameful that I, 
I went to medical school. Is that really shameful that I actually pushed through and it wasn't even easy? But no, my God, that's the last thing you need to feel is shame. However, it's a story inside your head. So we're going to press the elevator and we're going to go up a floor. Now we're going to go up to the floor, the next floor higher that's called, oh, it opens up and it's the floor of guilt. Guilt is a little higher energetically, emotionally. Shame is like who I am is no good. Guilt says what I did was no good. What I did was no good or what I didn't do. So I didn't get into residency. So now that's not I'm no good. That's I did something that was no good. Do you see the difference? Okay, so now you can tell the story differently, which is not who I am is no good, but I did something stupid, and that was finish medical school and then not become laser-focused on getting into residency. I feel guilty about that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, great. That's great. So honor that. I feel guilty about that. Let's go a little higher now. You ready to get back in the elevator and push the floor higher? Yeah. Okay, now we're talking. Because feeling guilt and shame is not ever. You're down in the basement. You don't even know your options. You don't see choices. You don't get to see out any windows. You don't even know if there's people out there. You don't know if there's life out there. You're down in the basement. So now oh, we just hit the ground floor. We are now opening up. It's ground floor level, and it's called apathy. Apathy means a sense of almost like hopeless. There's almost a sense of, like, why did I do this? How did, why is this happening? How is it ever going to get better? But apathy is actually higher resonating than guilt and shame. Because shame says who I am is no good. Guilt says what I did was no good. Apathy says, this sucks. And is it ever going to get better? Is it ever going to get better? Who do you blame? Who do you, who do you deep, 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 deep down blame that you went to medical school, you never felt good enough, you got out, you never did residency, and you feel really guilty about it. Who do you blame? I'll come back to me. Like, there's, there's not one person. Okay. Ever... What if it's a community? What if it's a family? What if it's a, what if it's, is there any, like, tr- you got to try to really give yourself permission to have a pity party here. Okay, because the problem is with too many women, they never want to have the pity party. They never want someone to think they were they could be on a Jerry Springer episode. We never want anyone like that's also a medical doctor, a really smart medical doctor who came from a family of doctors. There's a lot of pride and dignity in there. And that can actually be the 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 pride loop, I call it, where it's like we we're going to get all the way up to pride and then we loop back down to shame. And it's hard to break out of disempowerment if we stay in that. It's my fault. And then you get up to pride and then you just bash yourself back down to the basement. So let's have a pity party for a moment. Okay? Because apathy is like, let's have a pity party. Because let's tell the truth. The truth is, what? Tell me the truth. If it didn't make you a bad daughter, didn't make you a bad anything. No. Tell me the truth. Okay, so let's just stay with I blame myself. Okay. Okay, let's just stay with that. Let's not fight it. Let's just go with it. I don't know if who I blame. I blame myself. Why do you blame yourself? Did you even want to be a medical doctor? In the, in the beginning, I did. I, I feel like I energetically... Like, it's funny, because as much as I didn't get in, I'm so thankful that I didn't get in, because from there, I learned the energy side. And then I thought, like, when... Okay, you just already shifted, girl. Do you just hear what you just did? You just told yourself a different story, which was, I am actually happy I didn't get in. Yeah, like, I don't... Do you just hear what you just said? You just went from deep shame and sorrow that you didn't get in. So you're already, you're already climbing it up higher yourself. You already get it. Okay, so the next time you start telling her the sob, sob story of I didn't get in, I feel so bad, then actually tell yourself the truth, which is I'm actually, that's not even a true story. I just told myself that so many times that I started to believe it. Okay, so let's keep climbing the ladder because I can tell you want to go higher. You're ready. I can actually feel you're like a hot air balloon. You actually just want to go right up back up to the sky, back up to the high levels of consciousness. So we're going to start... We're throwing bags of stones off of this hard eye balloon. We're climbing higher. Okay, so we're going to press the elevator again. We're going up. And the next level is sorrow. 
So after you tell yourself the truth of who you blame, which is you're going to say it myself, then you're going to go one level higher and you're going to feel the sorrow of, well, like, what, it, what do you wish could have been, should have been, and ought to have been? I feel like I'm at just maybe at the edge of sorrow, next level up. I don't know yet. Okay, so let's just tell the story. What, what makes you cry? What's making you cry today? What makes me cry is... Um, I just, I wish mom would have seen me in a better place. Mm-hmm. Or I could have helped my parents out as much as they've helped me. Mm. Um, like, I, you know, it's so funny. Like, I always think in terms of financial. Yeah. But, like, I was there for them. I mean, I got married and still stayed at home and took care of mom. And that time, I will never get that back. And okay. that way, I'm thankful that I didn't get into residency and I wasn't a doctor and I wasn't in a corporate job because I wouldn't have had that time with mom. Yeah, yeah. So the truth, yeah, go ahead. I kind of feel like now I'm kind of late in the game, you know, learning about that financially. It's okay. You're 37, girl, woman. You're still young. You still have, honest to goodness, you might not think that way right now. But like, okay, let me just tell you my mentor, Louise Hay, who has sold 50 million books. She didn't write her first book till she was 64. So just slow down a little bit because you have a great education. You had to spend this quality time with your mother before she passed. And it sounds like you have such a deep love for your mother. Right? So even when I, I want to say, oh, it's your mom's fault. Your mom's, I know you would go, no, it's not. I love my mom. Okay, so you wouldn't even allow yourself to even realize that part of this whole big picture is that your mom was really sick. And the truth is, my love, if you really, really wanted to get into school, you would have. But there was part of you that said, I'm going to put my mom first. Okay, so when we talk about blame, the truth is, underneath that, if you could tell the truth, which it's so hard for you to admit to this, the truth is, I put my mom and being with my parents, even the fact that I got married and didn't even leave home so I could take care of them. No, I couldn't take care of them financially. Of course you couldn't. You were in school. You became a medical doctor. You you were there physically to actually... Love your mother to the end when she passed. No greater gift you could have given your mother. Okay, so the truth is, I'm going to say the blame is at mom and dad because of what they should have said. But you're going to say, no, 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 do not blame my parents. It was not their fault. They're amazing parents and they they didn't do this. But here's the truth. Your parents could have said differently Absolutely not, Rima. You're married. Go be with your husband. We are adults. We've got this. Go get your residency. Go do it. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. I'm not trying to make you upset with them, but the truth of a pity party is you got to tell yourself the truth, which is the truth is I put you're in so much mother energy, my love. You are in so much mother energy and you're only 37. Do you even have children yet? No. No, of course you don't. But you're in mother energy because you've been mothering your mother. Yeah. You you mothered your mother. Okay. So you're in so much giving, loving, sharing, rescuing, saving um, that you mothered your mother your whole life. You weren't the daughter. You were the mother right to the end. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So there's who we get to actually say, the truth is, I mothered my mother my whole life, and now I'm 37 years old, and I am only, I feel like I'm behind the game. There is no game, number one, but I feel like I'm behind the quote-unquote game, because instead of leaving university and going off to residency and then falling in love and getting married and building my own family, I put the needs of my parents before my own. Great. That's great that you're telling the truth and there's no more tears. You know why you don't have tears? Because you're selling yourself the truth now. And the truth is, yeah, that is what I did. Okay, let's call a spade a spade. 
I decided to be mother to my mother. My mother has passed now, and there's a bit of a, a, a probably, let's, a vacuum of a void of just like, whoosh. my whole life I took care of my mother and people and loved them and wanted to make them proud of me. And like, I really wish my mom could have seen me in a better place. My God, my darling, you were taking care of your mother. What better place could she have ever seen you in? Okay? Now your mother has passed. So now we're going to go back in the elevator. We've grieved it. The truth is, what should have been and could have been is that you should have left university. You should have gone off to your residency. You should have left home. You should have been able to marry who you wanted to marry. You should have been able to be in a love marriage where you got to start building your own home and your own children. and your. You, that's what should have happened. But it didn't. So now let's go a level higher. Are you ready to go back in the elevator with me? Because yeah. I don't want you to be mad at mom, but you need to tell yourself the truth. Okay, so we're going back in the elevator now. We're going to push the floor a little higher. And now we're landing on the floor of fear. And this is the floor that when people get to this floor, they're like, oh, it's loud. There's a lot of commotion. It's very stressful. There's a lot of anxiety because I don't, you don't want to go back down to those low places anymore. Right? You don't want to go back down in the basement. You don't want to go back feeling sad. You don't want to go back blaming your mom. You don't want to go back to that energy. And I have the feeling you've never wanted to be in that energy. So you actually have to face your fears of, I can't go back to what was, but I don't know what will come yet. I don't know what's to come. It's scary being in that place. Okay, it's, and it's an normal emotion. We all feel, I can't keep doing what I've been doing. I can't keep treating myself the way I've been treating myself. I can't keep being there for everybody else and not for me. I, but I don't know what to do. And now my mom's passed, and she took up so much of my life that I don't even fully know what to do with myself. In fact, I think I even heard you say that. I don't really know what to do with myself now. Right, right. There's another, there's another little laugh of truth, which is great. So there's some fear there. Here's the great thing about fear, Rima. You don't have to do anything with it. You just have to acknowledge it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm not sure what my future looks like yet. But what I know is I will not go back to being mean to myself and feeling guilt that I didn't do enough because you did more than any daughter does. You do not need to feel guilt. And you do not need to feel guilt that you didn't go to residency because you were taking care of your family. You were taking care of your mom and your parents. So you don't never need to go back down to feeling that way again. So we're going to keep pushing up. Are you ready? Okay. There's a floor just above fear. And what I always tell women about fear is don't do anything with that floor. Just acknowledge it. I'm scared. I'm scared. Okay, great. But don't press the elevator down. Press the elevator up. Let's go up a floor higher. On the one level higher than fear is an energy called desire. That's why fear can seem, it can just seem scary when you don't actually realize you're starting to dream again. You're starting to think about what you actually want, not just what opportunities are coming your way. But if I had a magic wand and I could actually wave a magic wand and create what I want, what would it look like? Can, can you dream a little bit with me? You had a magic wand in your hand right now. So my day would look, I'd be able to work from anywhere. Great. I want to be able to have the flexibility that if I need to be with my family, I get to be with my family. That's priority for me. Um, I like my alone time, but I like the interaction with people. Okay. I would have clinic where I'm inspiring people not to just do a job well done, but to every day live from their highest being. Okay. So I got to stop you though. I want to stop you because the more clarity you have on your desires, the easier it is to manifest when we're kind of wishy-washy and we're like, I like that. And I'd like that. And the universe is like, okay, you know, and you said I wasn't a hundred percent in. So the reason things don't happen is we have to actually be 100% in. So I'm just hearing a little bit. you got to give me some clarity because it might just be me that's not sure. So when you say, basically, I want to be able to go 
like basically I want a laptop life. I want to have my laptop and be able to go anywhere in the world and, and be able to make money. Did I hear you say that? Okay. How do you want to have a laptop life, but why would you want a bricks and mortar clinic then? How? Right. Okay. So tell me about the clinic. You said a clinic, right? So how are you going to have a clinic that's bricks and mortar? You got to be in one spot. You got to be there all the time. You got to put hours in. You got to be there to build a clinic, to pay the rent, to pay the lights, to pay all the overhead, to pay your staff. And I'm not telling you not to do it. That might be brilliant for you. But how are you going to have a clinic that you got to be at all the time, but then also be able to have your laptop that you can travel anywhere and be with your family? True. So tell me which one you want the most. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is, I want this so bad I can taste it. I dream about it. It juices me up and it makes me feel excited about getting up in the morning. And 1 is, ugh, I don't want to do that at all. You're going to do this so quickly and intuitively. I want a laptop life where I can travel from anywhere in the world and see clients and chat with clients and be able to support and help people, but be able to be able to leave at a moment's notice if I want to go and spend time with my family. Give me a number on a scale of 1 to 10. Quick. 10 is, I love it. 8? Did you say eight? Okay, great, eight. Okay, I want a clinic that is a center of healing that when people come into it, what were the things you told me that was going to happen when they come into your clinic? What did you say? You said something about this amazing center for healing. Oh, yeah, like the, the, the medical, medical healing spa center. Oh, you want a medical healing spa center on a scale of one to ten. Great. So that tells me that you're not 100% on either because you're just not 100% sure, but you definitely are a little higher in the idea of a laptop life versus the bricks and mortar right now. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's stop talking about the bricks and mortar clinic you're going to build right now. Maybe you're going to build that when you're 48. Okay. Okay, that's still lots of time. Like, Maybe in the next 10 years, you can have your laptop life. You can tell me what that, tell me what your laptop life of healing people would look like as a medical doctor and a medical intuitive. Um, it would be more like I could connect with them online. It'd be a dialogue based primarily. Beautiful. Um, if needed in person, I would go to their place or I would do, um, they could come to my place or like I could see them at Margaret's clinic. Um, so you could actually work, you could actually be a part of a better together type industry where you might go on two days to Margaret's clinic and then there might be another day you go to a different place and, and tell me what you would do on those say two days that you're in, in, in clinic. And then the other days you're doing stuff from like a lot of medical intuitives can do a lot online. Like I just know that's a, that's a very viable, uh, platform for you to reach people. Okay, great. So I'm already hearing that, okay, I can go to these places and da-da-da-da. And maybe in 10 years from now, if I really, really feel called, I will open my own clinic. Okay. Okay, I'm not telling you to, but I'm actually feeling you getting calmer and getting like, oh, this is making sense. So now let's just, we will, we wave the magic wand. We're going to have this laptop life. You're going to be able to interact with people, but you have your own loan time. You're going to be able to be with your family. You're going to merge and network and, and create this incredible this incredible healing service that you offer as an MD medical intuitive that no one else offers. And you're going to create these beautiful packages and services around that. You're going to build a nice, simple website that has a beautiful call to action and really inspires people to to join your world. And you're going to start to build this flourishing business. How does that sound? That sounds perfect. Okay, great. Let's go higher. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go back in the elevator. Now we're going to hit the elevator and it's going to go up a floor. And all of a sudden it opens up and, and guess what floor you're on. Great word, action, or the other word for action, this may shock you, anger. We don't understand the power of harnessed anger. It's actually action. When someone finally gets angry enough that they say, damn it, excuse my language, damn it, 
I have this dream. I went to school. I, I've supported my mom. I've helped everyone. I want to do this. I have this desire. Now, like, imagine if we'd actually spent 20 minutes, 30 minutes on that desire. We mapped out that dream. I mean, we were like, okay, we're, so we're going to do a website. Then we're going to do that. We're going to put some marketing materials. You're going to connect with Margaret. You're going to put your services in there. You're going to connect with some other amazing alternative or, you know, sort of those um, clinics that are really merging the Eastern and the Western. You're going to go in there. You're going to pitch yourself. You're going to, oh, you're going to be busy. It's going to be busy. But all of a you put this whole idea together and all of a sudden you open the floor in anger. And you know what anger really is? A lot of women don't understand anger. We think anger is negative. It's not. Anger is actually necessary for change. All great change happened because someone got angry enough and said, the way things are right now is not acceptable. It's not acceptable that I could be a medical doctor and go to residency and someone could walk in with cancer and I cannot tell them that there's also other options as well as chemo. I'm angry that that's that's the way the system is right now. And I'm not going to stand by and not have a voice in this community because I know that I can make changes. So... Were we ready to get on the floor a little higher than anger? Okay. Okay, we're going to go floor higher, and it's going to call dignity, dignity and pride. Okay. Okay, and that's another floor that women are like, really? <laughs> I have to be prideful? I, oh, well, no, you don't have to stay there, because, listen, that is still about six floors from the penthouse. But you actually have to move through this energy if you want to become successful. And dignity and pride is simply this, Rima. Who you are matters. Your gifts and talent matter. It would be an absolute travesty if you did not give your gifts and talents to the world. And you better recognize and realize how important you are and how much we need you. It's time to give your life breath. You said... I just want to breathe with the patient. It's time to breathe life into your dreams. Right. Do you feel that? Yeah. Is there any place along this journey that right now you feel like, oh, I got locked in on that floor before? Are you ready to feel anger and pride yet? And if not, then you're still at desire. And desire is still way better than being down there in that sad place. Right. So here's what I'm going to say. Let's not go any further today than that. Because we, over the next couple of weeks, can actually start to like really get that desire mapped out. Like That's an important place. You know, In fact, the, the book Think and Grow Rich, which is like over 100 years old, it's sold millions upon millions of copies. Napoleon Hill writes that he learned from all the most successful millionaires in the world at that time that the root of all achievement is a burning desire. And if you don't have that burning desire, that 100% in, there's no point in going any further. Just slow down because you're not going to feel angry that you didn't create what you really want because you didn't even get clear on what you really want. Okay, so when I see how I could feel that, I got you to desire, and I actually felt you come alive. You were like, whoa, that's going to feel good right now. So let yourself start to dream again of what you could create. And then we can get to anger, because anger is a natural, normal emotion. When someone has put in the time to map out their dreams, they have created that plan, and now... They need to get into action. And the action is like, let's really remember what anger is. A lot of people think anger is somebody yelling or hitting or raging or being careless or reckless. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about healthy anger. And healthy anger is when you in your little heart say, when the going gets tough, the tough get going and I'm tough and I'm going to get myself going here. And nothing and nobody's going to stop me. And I'm not fully, like, I, w- I would say I'm like... Uh, you're not there yet. 
Because sometimes I can get so focused because I get angry, but then other times it slips. And but here's why. Rima, it's so simple. Angry is like I need to be consistent. Why am I not consistent? Okay, here's why. Because you're not really f- clear on your dream yet. Because you were you were back and forth on, do I try to get into residency? Well, why would you want to get into residency right now when what I'm hearing you say is, I don't want to work in one spot and be in a clinic for 70 hours a week. Yeah. What's residency going to be? Like 60 hours a week in a hospital? Yeah, 60, 70. Exactly. So you got to decide right now, do you want to put 60 to 70 hours a week in residency? And if it is, that's your dream. That's your desire. I'm going to tell you this, though. You do not need to slide back down that scale. And every time you start feeling yourself feel sad, you say to yourself, okay, sad is the could have been, should have been, and ought to have been. Just above sad is fear. Fear is, tell me what you're afraid of. Let's just stay in the fear and desire right now for a little bit. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid won't happen? I'm just afraid, like, I don't have a clear direction of where I'm going or how to apply my skills. Like, God forbid, say something were to happen to Dave, and, like, how am I going to keep going with the roof over my head when we have children? Right. So I'm afraid, I'm afraid that I don't right now have anything in place that I know that I can financially take care of myself and my future is safe. Yeah. Great. Okay. That's what you're afraid of. Listen, that's what most of us get afraid of. So you can focus on that or you can just go one level higher for now. And one level higher is all you got to do. And one level higher is, but if I wasn't afraid, what would I do? So your job this week is to start writing, just get out a journal And just start writing, if I wasn't afraid, what would I do? And then the other thing that I recommend at this point, and when you're dreaming, you're building, and you know, I've never taught anyone how to build desire boards or vision maps or, but hey, there is a whole place for dreaming and creating a, a vision board for yourself. And one of the ways to do that, like that I found in a simple, simple, simple way to explain it is when I would go through a magazine, let's say I was decorating and trying to figure out what do I like? What do I actually like? How would I want to decorate my house if I could decorate a house? This is a very simplified version of what we're talking about. I would get 10 magazines from all different different looks, different types of decorating. And all I did, and I actually did this years and years ago, and it gave me so much clarity. I And it was back when like there was only magazines. I couldn't go on Pinterest. There was none of that 20 years ago. So I remember getting a magazine and just literally... Anything I liked, I ripped out. I didn't worry about the cost, the $5 cost of the magazine. I ripped out any picture and I just put it in a file. Ripped it out, ripped it out, ripped it out, ripped it out. And over time, a couple of weeks, months, I would look at the pictures and go, there's a theme here. I love, oh, I love cupboard doors that have glass fronts on them. Oh, I love a little stone and brick. And oh, now I'm using that as a total metaphor. Start looking around at women you admire in the field that you're in and start saying, oh, I love what she does. Oh, I love what she does. Oh, okay, that one doesn't excite me so much. That can just start to help you dream to figure out what would it look like for you. Okay. So your job right now is to just reawaken yourself to the idea that it's all possible and we're not even into manifesting yet. So right now you're still at the planting the seeds. How exciting, Rima. You're actually at an energetic place of I get to plant the seeds for my greatness now. I know I need to write. There's so much resistance. Okay, just start with what would I what would it look like? Like if sometimes when you start to map out a dream life. It isn't even about the job. It's what do I want to feel? What do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? You know, I I do that a lot. Like, how do I want to feel? Everybody, and I also think that it changes over time. I have a book you might want to grab called Simply Empowered. And in that book, it, it really does help you figure out sort of like more than just what do I want to do? Because it's not, there's a lot of ways to get to the thing we want to feel. So maybe you want to feel security. 
Maybe you want to feel freedom. Maybe you, and then when you get a list, and in that book on page, funny enough, because someone just asked, excuse me, yesterday, page 69 and 70 is a list of about 250 words. And all I ask women to do, or anybody to do when they go through it, is just go through the words and don't overthink it. Just literally say, circle the words you love. The ones, something about the word. You don't even know what it is about that word and why you like that word. Circle it. And then narrow down your top 10 words. And you will start to see, oh my God, this is who I am. This is what I want to feel at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of my life. This is what I want. And you might find there are words in there that are like affluent, ambitious. You might find there's words that are like adventurous. There might be, you don't, you might have words that are like family, safety, security. Like, and once you start to get clear on how you really want to feel, it's a lot easier to start mapping out what you got to do to feel the way you want to feel. Okay. You want to start with that? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I encourage you to grab the book, Simply Empowered. This is truly like one of the first times, I don't know why I don't do this more often, tell people to buy my books, but you should. (laughs) Go buy Simply Empowered. It's going to help you in your business. It's going to really, truly help you get clarity um, around creating the plan too for how you're going to launch this. Okay. Does that help? Yeah. You feel... Yeah. Like, what's the next step? How do I do this? Where do I put my time? What things should I be learning? Like, people keep telling me, you need a website, you need this. I'm like, I I know I do, but I just... You don't know yet what exactly what you want that website to be. So I want you to do what I'm saying. First, like, really think about how do I want to feel? What lights me up? What gives me joy? Like, if joy and being lit up is important to you, it's important to me. So if being joyful, freedom, peace security, safety. Um, you got to think about the words. And once you get really clear on, okay, that's what I want. I want to leave a legacy. Some people are like, I don't want to leave a legacy. I want to have fun. So if you want to feel fun, that's going to be different than I want to leave a legacy. Right. So then you get clear on, okay, well, if I want to leave a legacy, I better get to work. Right. If I want to have fun, I need to stop working so much. Or whatever. You know, I actually think my work is pretty fun. But see, then I would get clear. And, you know, for years I used to actually have to reflect back on my list before I said yes to people about things. Because I could so easily get pulled, like, just like someone would say, we should do this together. And I'd be like, yeah, that sounds fun. Oh, we should do this together. Somebody else would go, oh, we could go into business together. Do you want to do a partnership? Do you want? And I'd actually have to keep going back to my list to be like, wait, this doesn't align with what I said I want to feel. So why would I say yes to that? That's just going to create more stress for me. And I don't want to feel stress. Okay. So start with that. And then and feel free to call back in. I'm here on Fridays. And I always love to actually hear a client who kind of comes back a couple weeks later and says, oh, my God, I did what you said. What are my next steps? And so I'm, I'm happy to support you in that. And if you really want some coaching, I also offer private one-on-one coaching. And I also offer business transformation programs where we really laser in together on what you want and what you want to build. And I help you get clarity and I help you start to figure out the messaging around that and what kind of website do we want it to look and feel like. And then we start to build it and then we start to focus on your social media and how your marketing plan. So if you really are at a place that you're like, I want to really go there, you come to the right place. But start with, what do you want to feel? What lights you up? What gives you joy? And then build a career around that. Okay. Because you're going to have to work anyways. We all have to work. Why not do something that when you wake up in the morning, you're so excited to actually go check your computer every day that it's hard to not work because it's right. so joyful. All right, love, did that help today? That helped a lot today. You sound better, and that's what you always want. At the end of a coaching call, what you want is you wanted to help. I want to always be able to shift someone just that little bit higher so that they go, wow, yeah, I don't have to go back down in the basement. I like how we went up the, like, we went up each level because it makes me, like, I realize where I am energetically. Perfect. 
And in time, you're going to be even higher. You're going to be like, oh, I bypassed anger and pride. Now I'm up in courage. And then you're going to be like, courage? Now I'm up in willingness. Where there's a will, there's a way. Now we're going to get stuff done. But you don't have to expect somebody to be in action when they're still down in desire. You don't, you can't expect that. You got to first just stay where you're at. And right now, energetically, desire is a really good place for you. Okay. So stay there for now and start dreaming. You're so welcome. It's my joy. Thank you so much. What a great call today. Thank you everyone for joining me. I love being able to coach people. And so if you've listened today and you thought, oh my goodness, I would like someone to do that with me. We offer mentorship coaching through the SWAT Institute. That's free coaching to anybody living anywhere in the world. And, you know, we actually have coaches in over 45 countries now. So you might even come from a language that you're like, my first language is, is there a coach that could mentor me free of charge? And you might find that not only do they speak the same first language, their second language is English too. And you guys can decide how you want to speak on your coaching calls. So to do that, you just, again, head over to www.swat.com institute.com you'll see mentorship coaching and it's our give back to any woman living anywhere in the world Uh, and if you would like to that one-on-one with me you can always hire me as your coach as well but that's another whole conversation you can always find me on www.crystalandrismorissette.com but truthfully i want you to go to the swan institute be a part of our world become a coach or get the coaching that you need free of charge we're always here for you have a great week have a great weekend if you're listening for the first time subscribe to the show and be willing to share it with your friends because you know sharing is caring and we can't do this without you so thanks again everyone have an awesome day Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.